BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen, and you're listening to SubDoc. This is a show where we talk to people from the world of comedy, music, TV and film about documentaries. Today we chat with comedian Alan Strickland Williams. You may have seen Alan on Conan, and he was recently singled out by Comedy Central as a comic to watch. Alan wanted to talk to us about the 2015 doc Best of Enemies, where ideological opposites William F. Buckley Jr. and Gore Vidal hold a series of riveting nationally televised debates that usher in a new era of public discourse and pundit TV. You can see Best of Enemies on Netflix. So now, our talk with Alan. All right. Well, I'm going to roll, even though there is a man with a blowing uh, leaf blower. There's a man blowing out front. It's a blowing it man. It is L.A. And there, that, yeah, in the bushes, there's a man blowing. And uh, just... we have our air conditioner going because it's real hot today. But thanks for trekking all the way over here. Uh, it's Alan Strickland-Williams. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's first time on the show. Yeah. And uh, you like documentaries? <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny is that I actually really don't. Uh, I, 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 thank I, you for coming on. I, 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 <laughs> and well, that was Alan Schreiber. When you sent me the email and like you send all the options and what people have done and everything, and I was like, oh, this. I, I, for a minute, I was like, oh, I don't really. I don't, <laughs> don't want to. Do I don't watch show. documentaries. I'm not gonna like. I don't know what to do. I'm not gonna do it. And then I remembered that one of my favorite movies is this documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that is what a, that is a documentary. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, most That's documentaries to me are like. I, I don't know. I, there's there a lot of them are always so um, tilted, even if it's in the way of an opinion I enjoy. That I'm kind of like I would rather read or whatever. I like like when when I watch something, I kind of want it to be funny or entertaining mm-hmm. or have an arc or something. It's like I don't need to watch homework, you know. <laughs> but you know, obviously, there's some subjects that are so fascinating or whatever that so you're a big reader then i do read a lot yeah yeah that's I, I didn't i didn't see the documentary but i read the book <laughs> you know that that's is so, we were talking about having guests on our podcast we're like it's kind of like we kind of give people homework it is homework yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, well and it's funny i just did a homework comedy show i did that arguments and grievances show oh that's a great show where yeah. and it what was, was your topic me and James Fritz did arguing versus not arguing, and um, I did not arguing. Of and course, James did arguing. James did arguing. <laughs> and, but it was one of those things too. Where I was like, I like you sent me the email right after I had like gotten the email for that, and I was just like, Why am I getting all this fucking homework? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a comedy for the homework. <laughs> no. But uh, but but once I realized, I was like, Oh wait a second, best of enemies isn't on this list of things that have been done. And you love it. And I love it. And I was like, I like well, to talk about that. Yeah, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Have, and you've actually read, uh, William, have you read William F. Buckley? I read writings? a biography of William yeah. F. Buckley. Um, I actually just finished it. Jeff Wadenhofer gave me a, um, the book. I think Y'all it's are called smart Buckley. guys. Y'all are <laughs> smart readers. Well, guys. we like to read, we like, we're like kind of both fascinated with like, um, that era of politics. And, uh, mm-hmm. he lent me, 
another great book, which kind of fits into the documentary uh, world. This book called What It Takes. Or maybe it's called Whatever It Takes. Mm-hmm. I should maybe know the titles of these things. <laughs> By a guy named, What's I think, Jeff? Ben Kramer. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, it's yeah. all about 1988. It's about the entire... Um, the Republican primaries, the Democratic primaries. The only thing is he doesn't really touch on Jesse Jackson, mm. but he follows like whoever, Dukakis, Gephardt, um, Gary Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, Bush, the Gary Hart. Dole. Yeah, monkey business. Um, and then I, was there another Republican besides Bush and Dole? It might have just, just been them. I vaguely remember. I mean, Gephardt, I haven't heard that name. Gephardt is Democrat. Democrat. Didn't Buchanan yeah, no. tip his toe? Buchanan in? did a little yeah. bit, but I don't think he really touched on it. But anyway, it's like mm-hmm. an, it's a fucking like 800. It's like a tome oh, wow. of a book, but it's so fascinating. Actually, to the point where I keep thinking about like, I think that there's a good movie in there. Like, mm-hmm. just because it's like the different profiles and... right. You know, Bush is like the even even but even Bush Senior was a fucking idiot, like yeah. dipshit, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and he was just a little bit more like Patrician than mm-hmm. his right. son. But uh, the way that he they characterize him is as like a guy that doesn't really know how to talk to people and <laughs> right, yeah. kind of out of touch. Yeah. Well, he just sends a lot of thank you cards. Like that was his big thing. Was <laughs> he's always writing thank you cards to people, yeah. vomiting in people's laps. And thank you d- yeah, yeah, of course. Well, he also f- didn't know the price of a gallon of milk. He didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that you and Jeff, because you guys are a little younger, I think, than us. So eighty-eight is that even in your direct memory? I mean, I was born in eighty-six. Yeah, okay, so, so that's not even. Really so yeah, I just I just find it as like that's a real. And you know, it, and we'll talk about this with the in terms mm-hmm. of best and vitamins too. But it's like, wow, how everything, the, as as everything changes, the more it stays the same or whatever it mm-hmm. is. It's like the, if you if you reading that, it's like, oh, it's the same fucking shit. It's like mm-hmm. you know, around that same time after Reagan, like with Bush and everything. It's right. just um, it was culture wars, and it was yeah. you know. Well, you still have still doing it. You yeah. still have Roger Stone. You still have Lee Atwater. Sure, you yeah. have the, the archetypes of the. The, uh, well, Atwater's dead, but he lives mm-hmm. on in like yeah. Roger Stone and yeah. Have whatever. you seen that documentary about uh, Lee Atwater? That uh, Boogeyman. Yeah, I was actually thinking of. It's awesome. Did, did you the, the Get Me Roger Stone or is it no, no that, Boogeyman? That's the I don't know Boogeyman. Which one's Boogeyman's Boogeyman? great. But well, this is the Lee Atwater. One. Lee Atwater. That was the other one I was gonna uh-huh. think about doing, but then I don't think Paco it's streaming it. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because so, I was like, I didn't see it on Netflix. So I was like, well, but yeah, that's. I mean, he's a fascinating, and, and a lot of those Republican guys are interesting because they're. I find them truly fascinating, abhorrent, but fascinating. And yeah. and as whatever you want to say about um, a consultant or a campaign manager or whatever, I don't think. I, I always I always think it's interesting. Obviously, Lee Atwater did a lot of race baiting. Like he came mm-hmm. out and admitted it, but he was trying to do his job of winning an election for a bad person, sure. But that's what he was trying to do, and that was his job. And he was good at his job, and that's why it's fascinating me because I never like when I look at like something like and then in that book too the uh the willie horton ad for Bush. the willie horton ad yeah I don't look at that as necessary. I mean, obviously it's a manipulative race baiting tactic, but I put the blame on the people that vote for that and respond to that as opposed to the guy that came up with the idea to do it because it's, he's really, I mean, yeah, you could maybe do another job or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I do find, and the reason why I find it fascinating isn't because I respect it, but, or isn't because I endorse it, but because it's so wholesale affects change 
in such a huge way because these guys are getting fucking presidents elected or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So women too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So, so it's kind of like a sick fascination. It's like the car wreck that is America. Like <laughs> yeah. I, like you can't look away and that, and I think yeah. best of enemies has that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're watching, you're watching the, you're watching us lose control of the wheel. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. think we're driving and then it's like, this is going to yeah. get out of hand. So, and you grew up in Florida, right? Yeah. I grew up right outside Jackson, this town called orange park. And, um, I was born in Texas, moved but grew up mainly in northeast mm-hmm. florida so your family is is more my family is pretty conservative mm-hmm. um my it's basically me and my sister my uncle and my grandmother on my dad's side are all the democrats mm-hmm. we're all, i'm i'm probably the most actually out there liberal one mm-hmm. um and then everyone else is republican and i i think a lot of them are kind of don't think about it republicans where they just kind of they're going to vote republican no matter what even if they don't like trump and mm-hmm. think he's an idiot um which is just so crazy i mean it's just so ridiculous but uh but yeah yeah and so you've always uh did you study politics in school or no you- not really i actually was pretty apolitical until um later in life i didn't really care in um high school at all i didn't want anything to do with that stuff yeah. pretty i pretty much thought it was just all bullshit just because and when i was in sixth grade was when 2000 happened the election with the hanging chads and all yeah. this stuff and uh, so i was just I like florida is a fucking laughing stock we yeah. ruined the country oh, yeah. and it just turned me off in such a big way that i didn't care about i didn't i didn't care i didn't follow politics at all until obama came along uh-huh. and i was like okay and was then, that your first election no, my first one was 04, but I didn't vote. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't vote. I I also, I didn't like John Kerry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, um, I was just like, I don't, I was like, Bush is going to win again. So I yeah. just didn't care. God, we could have had John Edwards in office. That would have been horrible as well. I mean, maybe he's kind of a populist. Like, <laughs> he's he, like fucked a hairdresser or whatever. And he's <laughs> like an ambulance chaser. But yeah. again, he like tried to do something. I don't know. I That's the type of stuff too, where I'm like, there's a lot of stuff... Uh, a lot of it with Trump, too, it's like, you know, we're meandering, but it's like, you know, a lot like I, uh, affairs, stuff like that. The fact that you've been married three times and divorced and like marry a younger woman. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about that. That doesn't really matter. But I do think like oh, the way you talk about it matters. Mm-hmm. And he clearly talks like he's clearly just like so tacky and like awful about mm-hmm. it that it's like, well, at least be like. A little classy. The way Tiffany Tiffany Trump is like the saddest case. I yeah. Think. Like just like uh, when Father's Day came, I'm like, well, there's like this is like probably the worst father daughter relationship. Yeah. I can think what's of. up with that? What's up with her? She doesn't seem to like him she, too much. She came to the inauguration. She came to some of the. The, At the convention, the conventions, though. yeah. Um, you know, Marla, I think, was paid to stay away yeah. or something. There's some like really bad, yeah, stuff with Marla. It's just like clearly, like he only cares about one of his kids. That's right. like yeah. literally all it he is. He loves Ivanka. He only loves the one. Yeah. Like, he, I don't even think he cares about Baron. To be no. honest, I mean, like by the time you're on your third wife, and like he's probably just like I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ever actually raising these ki- children anyway. Right. So. so you you are never like a student body government kind of guy. Well, I did do. I guess I did do youth and government in high school, which is like you write a bill and get it passed. But yeah. it was very apolitical. I think the thing I worked on was something to do with the education system, mm-hmm. um, and not even like funding or anything. So yeah, I don't know. I. Uh, I was pretty, I pretty much didn't care. And then I went to college and it was pretty like 
politically charged, and that kind of turned me off too. Where'd you go? Uh, Cornell. Yeah. And so, like, but it also is strange too because it's like this Ivy League, like north mm-hmm. northeast yeah. school. But um, they had like three different factions of Republican co- college Republicans on campus. They had like mm. they had three different college. They did. A, they had three different conservative newspapers. Whoa. And I just thought I was like, because I guess apparently it's a hotbed. There's some professor that's been there for a while, and maybe it's still there actually. Who is kind of like a leader of the sort of neoconservative movement? Mm. Uh, like Wolfowitz went to Cornell, like mm. back in the day. Um, Paul. Paul. Uh, uh, the the Cornell Wolfowitz <laughs> of, um, of the Cornell. Is it Ithaca? Is that Ithaca? Ithaca, New yeah, York. Yeah. yeah. And so also um, known for its hardcore straight edge scene. That's like the oh, only really? other thing I think that people know and, from Ithaca. Uh, there's a crust scene. There's Cornell some, also has like a hotel school. That's yeah, they got a good big, hotel yeah. school, and also there's this restaurant called Moosewood, which I think which was the first vegetarian restaurant in the oh, country. Oh yeah, the Moosewood Cookbook. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's right. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gorgeous. There's, you know, plenty of... Um, Especially from a kid from Florida. To yeah, go. it was kind of crazy. It was so cold, you know, yeah. in the winter. But um, it was really pretty. What was your major or what did you study? Well, I went there for bio, pre-med, and then got a little turned around. <laughs> and uh, Oh, you were a science guy. I went out. I went out. I got out with an interdisciplinary studies awesome. degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the way to go. That yeah. is the way to go. Did you do stand-up there? No, I did sketch. Oh, nice. I was oh. in a sketch group. Okay. Um, What's the name? Oh God, schizophrenics! And I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. Exclusive drop here. They finally changed it um, like two years ago. I I hate it so much. They're so bad. I remember the only one. There's only one that I thought was worse than ours. Women. And it was, uh, Mar- Marist. Marist. Marist College was the Humorists. Oh. Uh, and then some other one. There's some really bad ones. I mean, no one has a good one, but like. No. Yeah. That's why I asked. Schizophrenics is just yeah. so bad. I guess women is the best sketch comedy name. Yeah, women's a good <laughs> name. Yeah. Women's not bad. But yeah, that was kind of like my intro to that. But yeah, it was so. Like, people were so political on both sides and, and yelling at you on the quad and stuff. Mm. And I'm just like, ugh, I hate this. And then. Once, um, I guess a part of it, what, what I think also did kind of practically do it for me too was, no, I graduated in 2008, which is like, I think the worst time to graduate yeah. since like the yeah. Great no Depression or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no jobs and there's nothing. And like, I mean, I, I got some short term work after graduation, but you know, you see that the country is about to fall apart and you see like this big, huge global scheme basically like unraveling in front yeah. of your eyes and you see no one get punished for it you see like you know the american dream is like maybe never existed but maybe did for some people but definitely doesn't anymore right. and uh that to me was probably the charging element when and also like having to go into the real world right. and not just be high like at so you college had, every you day. had bush like you're almost in t- most of your like early adult life. Yeah, and I guess an I yeah, and, but even even that was like I remember, and I was in you know I went through the punk thing when I was in like ninth or tenth grade or whatever. Florida punk. No idea records. A lot of lot of Gainesville. hardcore shit. Um, but uh, and, you know they're pretty politically active, but all that stuff kind of just like it didn't register with me. I was more just generally pissed off at being alive and miserable yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, keeping politics out of it, but uh. Yeah, you know, a lot of it was just like a deep shame from being from Florida and just like America in general. And, you know, I, yeah. I just don't, I just, it's like one of those things in the older I get too, where it's just like we could be so much better and we're, so, we're not. And it's just like, well, how, it just probably will never mm-hmm. really get that much better. I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a very dark, pessimistic time, I guess. I, I 
it's weird to see what's happening now is, and this it's not really necessarily working that well, is like the left in the position where we're like, we're the real patriots and we're the real, you know, we, like that's the thing. Like when you have like, obviously people are, you know, the, the Russia stuff is like part of that. And then just that's like, it's hard to get that, get that base back. Yeah. I sure. don't know. I, I mean, mean, the Democratic Party kind of lost the American brand a while ago. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I they tried to get it back, and I don't. But they're still trying. At the, time, the thing is, though, it's like it's like who? Ca- I mean, who cares? I don't. It doesn't matter. We've got like stuff we need to do. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. so that's the. St- that, I don't know. It's kind of. Um, I think a lot of that is a distraction, but it's like it's almost impossible not to be distracted by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So what drew you to the best of enemies? Is is it part of the civility that? These guys had. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, uh, I mean, it was it was yeah, civil. It's there's, it's there's, I guess, it's mm-hmm. like it's like um, Marquis de Sade or what, no, there's like the Queensberry Rules of Boxing or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like right. you know, there's like gentlemen sport. Yeah, exactly. But um, I what I like about them is that they're fucking they're smart. That's yeah. basically yeah. what I like about it mm-hmm. is that um, I look like and I it's almost like a documentary version of. A what Stillman movie where it's like you know, <laughs> yeah, that's very a lot of talking. I like movies where people talk, and I like I like people who can talk because I I like to think that I can a little bit. But some of my fr- and you know, like Casey Lie, mm-hmm. Casey Lie to me is like a Vidal type. Like I you I can just watch that's him a talk. high compliment. Yeah, like I can just watch him talk and watch him talk about anything. And yeah. I think James Fritz is like that too. And mm-hmm. um. I like that. I enjoy that. I enjoy a good like verbal sparring thing. Yeah. And the other thing that I'll say is that it's kind of like, you know, obviously these guys were both, the, and also the, these guys are not perfect. Obviously Buckley's not perfect. Vidal's not perfect either. But um, like he said, some really he said some really out there fucking shit, especially near the end. Mm-hmm. But um, they, ha- you know, like at least the Republican smart. Like, at least the Republican can string together a sentence. And even if I totally disagree with um, his viewpoint and his opinion, he still can, he or she could articulate it and honestly show a little enthusiasm about wanting to engage it in a discussion, which there is absolutely no attempt, and I will say this on either side Mm -hmm. right now, of actually having the discussion because it's all wrapped up in fake news and alternative facts and shit like that. And, like, that's the thing. is like we don't have, like, it, it would be one thing if there was a GOP senator that, like, came out and was like, here's why this Trump care bill is great. Here's why we like it. But no, no one, one's doing that. Right. Because they're just trying it. to, like, pass it in the dead of night. Yeah. And um, Well, when you're trying to dismantle some, like, dismantle the Obama you know, the, uh, improvements and, you know, you know, people aren't going to go for it. Then mm. yeah, you try to pass that shit. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I will say on the other, on to, you know, I'm obviously very liberal, very progressive, whatever, but, um, the democratic party and the liberals have the same problem because we've almost gone in the opposite direction where we're talking too much. Like we're like, we're, and we're not, we're not ta- We're talking amongst ourselves, which is all fine. And it's great to get on the same page and, Everything, but it's like we are the other side isn't concerned at all with being right or being accurate, mm-hmm. so they're just saying things like full throated. We're so worried about keep including the right people, 
making sure we learn from our mistakes. Intersectionality. Intersectionality, <laughs> making sure that we put together the li- put up the liberal person, not the centrist, whatever. Yeah. That it's like, well, we're so obsessed with being right that we're not that, that we're, we're going to be wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's a weird thing because. The Best of Enemies is obviously such an example of high dialogue, even though it's not, even though it devolved into name right. calling just jokes. like yeah. everything else, like yeah. a YouTube yeah. thread. Yeah. But which I think is kind of the like inherent um, like horror movie aspect of it all is that it's like even our best minds will devolve right. into it's human nature. And, and because it is because at the end of the day, it is a fucking culture war. It is yeah. saying you people are wrong mm-hmm. and you're and the way you live your life is wrong. Yeah. And, you know, we're never going to be happy, I think, until I, I just don't think we'll ever fully accept each other. I think that it is on some level going to be a like one side needs to catch up or one side needs to like calm down or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen. Help us extract meaning from these conventions, two of America's most eloquent commentators, William Buckley and Gore Vidal. Bill Buckley was the first modern conservative to see that ideological debates were cultural debates. Mr. Buckley, do you think miniskirts are in good taste? On you, I think they are. The people at ABC asked him, well, is there anybody you wouldn't go on with? And he said, the only one I can think of is Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal is one of America's most successful and distinguished writers. We are all prostitutes in one sense or another, ethically, if not sexually. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What you're saying about Buckley and Vidal is like, it's almost like you could think about it kind of like Professor X Magneto kind of Yeah, thing. so William F. Buckley is <laughs> yeah. like the founder of National Review. He's the intellectual like force behind the neoconservative movement, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. He had the ear um, of Reagan and everything. Yeah, yeah he was a big Reagan guy mm-hmm. and, and he, he ran for mayor of New York. Right. And right. Um, Vidal was the... You know, left wing, uh, but he came out novelist. Of a, yeah, he came of a very, very traditional. They both, yeah, they both came or, from a lot of yeah, money, money and, and success and stuff. And and um, Vidal was, you know, the he was the one talking about how, you know, the top five percent of the income or the top five percent mm-hmm. of the population has ninety percent of the income. And all he was saying this back in yeah, sixty eight. And uh, and and he was you know he was in like the Norman Mailer Noam Chomsky camp of intellectual liberals, but he um, you know he also he what what I really appreciated about Vidal was just that he was so you know he also was he wrote about you know 
transgender issues. Yeah. He had a trans character first whenever. I think he had the... From Meyer Breckenridge, yeah. And I think uh, City and the Pillar is the first novel to openly, to deal with someone who's openly mm-hmm. homosexual. Um, and so I just like that he's like, which I do think is kind of like, basically it comes down to like pushing the envelope versus like traditional conservatism. And I just always fall on the line. I just think like doing things for tradition's sake, doing things just because that's how your father did it or whatever, I just think is such a dumb way to live life just in general. Um, so that's where I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the conflict between Buckley and Vidal, even though they look and dress and talk like they, that they should be School best child. friends right. or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, it, it just comes down to like all these like X, Y, like, like just completely opposite ways of looking at life, which is, you know, that's going to influence your, your politics. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to me how that shook out and how, now it just seems now it just seems like there's no sort of actual dialogue and mm-hmm. the because it's like who who's like the, who's the foremost thinker on either side i would say i mean like we still got Noam. we mm-hmm. still got chomsky yeah uh not while. paying taxes over in cambridge you know <laughs> but yeah. uh i the, on the republican side alex it's like, jones yeah that's <laughs> the thing it's like the intellectual people, force these alex people jones. are idiots and they yeah. love it it's like bill o'reilly yeah. and well, the anti-intellectualism like, of anti-intellectualism yeah. exactly you're you're dumb if you're smart yeah I mean, it's, it's so like, stupid yeah. I, I hate it so much and, and i think it's really a big problem but it, yeah, fox you know, news would hate buckley now the way he talks just alone right yeah well i think even near the end he would i mean he was distancing himself from bush and a lot of that stuff and you know, like there, and there are some, mes- there are some things where Buckley just straight up like had like huge, he had huge blind spots on race and the mm-hmm. Civil yeah. Rights Act and and Vietnam and, but you know, like I, I don't know, it just so it's it's not even like I'm trying to say like oh Republicans used to be good because they didn't, um, <laughs> and Democrats have their you know yeah. spots in history too, but uh, I don't I don't know, it just it do- it does seem like it's just like real, I just don't see. How with Trump being president and like the way the how his base is just still so mm-hmm. so in support of him, um, there's no other option for it to be that they're just willfully ignorant and don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, what do you do with that? I don't really yeah. know. Well, I don't know how you jolt how you jolt that awake or anything. Yeah, I was thinking since you just read the Buckley biography, I'm wondering how much is dedicated to this uh, debate stuff with. Vidal, because uh, it seems like it's almost like a sports movie in a way. Like this, like Best of Enemies, is almost like like oh, there is like this one life changing thing for these two guys. Right. It, the biography actually didn't touch on it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, there are little pictures that mentioned it, but um, it was mainly the biography of his life up and until the founding of national review and then a few years after it got rolling and started like it basically goes up to um i think it actually goes up to 68 Mm -hmm. i think that actually is what happened Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah there wasn't i mean obviously the the best of enemies documentary really dives into you know both of their lives and their Mm -hmm. relationship and where they were and how they Mm -hmm. made their bones and everything but uh yeah the book was way more focused on his upbringing and how that influenced um, his opinions and how he cobbled together. Because there is like the Republican Party, 
what is kind of beautiful about it is that it's never stood for anything. It's never stood for a damn thing. It's always just it's the party of no. It's 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 stood for obstructionism, yeah. but it's also stood for, you know, it 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 used to be an it used to be a party of ideals in that which ideals will help us win, what's going to work in these situations. Now it is truly, I think, a party of no ideas right, at yeah. all. I don't think that there's any, it's all Destroy reaction. government. It yeah. was just a reaction to Obama, um, mm-hmm. to Obamacare, to the perceived like socialization of America, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and like the, I mean, the war mentality on both sides is really out of control at this point. But, uh, yeah, so so it was that was my favorite part of the book is mm-hmm. is how he took from these guys like um there's this guy named Strauss who was like a big he was like a paleo conservative an old school conservative and uh this old this uh I think English philosopher Edmund Burke yeah uh, and so it's like it's it was interesting to me to see and this guy Rossiter and stuff like that it's like Okay, he's he like to see that he truly cherry picked. Yeah. Like, okay, we like this, we like this sense of individualism, but we also do. And and what I will also say about those old Republicans too is that they saw a need for government, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which now is like they're trying to act like they're not. But it's like, well, how are you guys gonna have jobs if you don't have government? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, there's a lot of like logical inconsistencies within the Republican Party too, which is what happens when you cannibalize yourself so many times right. and like put in all these ideas Absolutely. over and over um it takes a big government up. to create a small government absolutely you know, as you try to downsize anything you're creating other agencies and other things it makes no fucking sense to well, me and also we're such a bit like i just don't understand how you can say that there's not a role for big government because how can you be how can usa be number one and not yeah. have a big government yeah. well, they want a it big military that's like yeah. they, all they want is a big military and, and if reagan was such a fucking king that when he said the era of big government so you know like his whole thing it's like it's if it, it's gotten bigger so it, it shit doesn't make any sense to yeah. Me. yeah i think the republicans just seem anti-american to me you know and i hate when fucking democrats move to the right and move to centrist positions just to get elected because they're like, I need to seem somewhat like a Republican. Well, they're trying to get like some flipping some like suburban Republican voters and stuff like that, but like that didn't even work. No, yeah. soccer moms and Daytona dads. Yeah, not, and no. like I don't. I mean, a lot of people say like, oh, we just gotta go further left. Like, I don't think that that will result in winning mm-hmm. in, in a lot of places, but I do think that there's a little bit more integrity in it, mm-hmm. and maybe I don't know. It's just so clearly too that I mean, just the fact that you know, big business is so firmly entrenched. That's what I guess you can kind of say. That's the worst thing about having a successful two term president is that your party's the power party. Yeah. Like it, even, even though Republicans had power in the Senate and governorships and whatever, if you're the fucking president, you're the power party. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, wall street, like fossil fuels, all these companies, they're in bed now with the Democrats just as much as they would be with the Republicans. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, well, how do you, how do you then f- make a uh, comparison as the other party when you're taking money from the same people? It's, mm-hmm. but, but then you need the money to run because the elections are so fucking expensive. Yeah. It's like until we, get a, until we find a way to run a truly, truly cheap, cheap digital grassroots campaign, um, I don't know how we're going to get out of this um, same there's two sides of the same coin you know Mm -hmm. i mean i i say that only i say that and i don't say that because i do still (laughs) think that 
obviously issues like healthcare, um, civil rights, rights yeah. like things like that. Clearly, the Democratic Party is the right party mm-hmm. on those issues. Um, but I don't know. It, it almost well. I, I mean, there's a sense that everyone has where like there so many protest votes that there would be you know like third part like how, how many Gary is it Gary Johnson Gary mm-hmm. Johnson and, like, yeah. and the and the Green Party people like mm-hmm. there was still Jill Stein yeah like there's people are so sick of that everyone grew up with Republicans and Democrats you know so yeah we're just. So I mean, entrenched. Where I grew up in Michigan, there's a huge libertarian streak mm-hmm. in Michigan, you know. And even I used to Colorado read Reason, too, I think, Reason right? Magazine. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever fucked with that. Is that a that. libertarian magazine? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't think I. I, yeah, I, I used to peruse that a little bit, um, but like, I mean, yeah. there's there's still the Ron Paul thing was an interesting phenomenon, yeah. and you know, it it, it was going to have a moment, and then Trump came along, and I mean, you know, it's just and even the, even the libertarians are so crazy, but some of their they seem like. They seem like they're thinking about what they're saying a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I hate Ayn Rand. So I think oh, of th- course. There's a lot. There's a lot Ayn in Rand. the the uh, biography actually about how Ayn Rand um, influenced uh, like Greenspan and mm-hmm. shit like that. And Buckley and Rand, and Rand were uh, were close friends. And um, God, just what an awful. Yeah. Awful view perspective. Also, really bad writing and not good yeah. writing. The yeah. Fountainhead, I think, is a pretty good. I, I started I reading. I like the Fountainhead. Yeah, but horrible ideology. I just, yeah. Absolutely, and just forming these so clubs selfish. and spreading it around. Yeah, I just that's the thing to me is that it's like, yeah, why would you want to live? Why even if that was because clear. Also, it's just not the way it works. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just not the way it works. No, um, you need help. You like, need poor people. You you and yeah. so it's yeah. just like I I don't know I I just can't uh, can't really get it. But. Yeah. Um. There there is a, a, an argument I guess you'd say that a lot of this is about the media itself. Sure. Like, Best documentary enemies. itself. Yeah. yeah. Best of enemies. I mean, I like that thing in the beginning of like uh, there was just CBS, NBC, and then if Wait. there was a fourth place, ABC would have been fourth yeah. place. Yeah. Like it's just was such an outlier and. You see, like, young Sam Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's That my f- was surprising. I love that. I was like, who the Sam fuck? Is- I know that voice. Yeah, yeah. who's that guy? Like, like, who is that guy? Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it was, like, almost, like, having the talking head. But also, like, did, I guess it made sense for Buckley to represent the right. Did it make sense? Like, if I was a Democratic Party, would I want Gore Vidal to be the person well, that represents at the, the left time, in a debate? I think so, because... it. I'm trying to think. He's kind of tied to the Kennedys. And he's stuff. tied to the Kennedys. Yeah. He ran a campaign. He he yeah. was he came from a political family, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's a pretty full throated. He he was the most eloquent yeah. speaker of that they probably had. Norman Mailer, it could have been Too someone like surly, Norman yeah. Mailer, but <laughs> yeah, he would have just gotten drunk and like punched yeah. someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was. I mean, they are like sort of a perfect pairing of like. But that's the other thing too is that they're. There's also still just two white guys, like yeah. you know, and like very like East Coast, like she's Patrician, yeah, like, yeah. blue bloods, mm-hmm. like we're, like this weird yeah. transatlantic yeah. accents. Are yeah, like, those fucking accents. Talking like Fraser. Oh it's my like, god, no one else in their family probably yeah. talks like right. that. Yeah, like Fraser and Niles are up there. Which yeah. is why they, I think they picked him to do. Uh, yes, Kelsey, yeah. the guy Kelsey yeah. Grammer, and. Uh, and John Lithgow. John oh, Lithgow that's right. Yeah, the, the guys with clenched jaws. Yeah. He's very clenched, like the main accent. Yeah. yeah. As oh. much as I kind of hate well, Kelsey Grammer, his fucking voice is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. it was so funny. I yeah. mean, Fraser, I mean, I love Fraser. I love John yeah. Lithgow. So. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. There we go. But it is odd that like 
I mean, it was such an experiment for ABC to bring these guys on to yeah. try this shit. And they even show the fact that the fa ABC facade yeah. at the convention falls over in Miami. Well, it's also crazy to realize that, oh, they used to just fucking put the cameras on Wing the conventions it. for six hours yeah. and just air everything. Yeah. What yeah. a bunch of fucking morons. I know. That's the most boring shit in the world. So boring. <laughs> Living in the 60s must have been fucking nuts. And Paul so Newman boring. was a delegate? Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. And I didn't realize that. I started watching... Um, uh, United States of Amnesia, which is mm. that other Gore Vidal doc, and like him and Joanne Newt Woodward, and mm -hmm. uh, I said Joanne Newsome, uh, Joanne Woodward, and Paul Newman there. were close with Vidal too. And then his, I didn't understand. He, yeah, he's his relationship to Jackie, uh, Jacqueline Bouvier right. was like through. He, they were like step siblings, S or something. something like that. At yeah. some point through marriage, yeah. And he yeah. hated Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. Which is, it's weird to, to hear that, cause especially because he considered Bobby Kennedy to be kind of dumb and just mm -hmm. like an opportunist. And Well, like, I think he also had the thing where he like had high hopes for the Kennedys and then he saw them get bought and everything. Yeah. And go into Vietnam and all this stuff. And he, you know, uh, the, the Democratic Party became a war party and all right. that stuff. So. Actually, in the United States of Amnesia, there was a very good quote, which I thought about Obama. who's was just like, he, Vidal's like, I have a photo of JFK, not because we're friends, not because we had a great time together, but I just wanted to be reminded to never fall for a charming man. Yeah. Nah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing, is that uh, Vidal... And, and, you know, Buckley, too. Buckley, what I'll say about Buckley is I think that he would be vehemently against Trump. I oh, think he yeah. would be against that whole side of the party. Mm -hmm. When George Wallace, the fucking segregationist yeah. governor of Alabama, made his bid in, God, was that 88? Did he run that no, late? He no, he 68. So it was 68, I think. Was he, he, was running, he was up for the Republican ticket? 68 or 70. No, he went, he went on his own ticket. Oh, he, he, on his own he ticket. ran both, 68 and 72. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 68, he was probably 72. I think he was an independent. Mm -hmm. and wait, or was it Strom Thurmond that ran uh, on the Dixiecrat ticket? But anyway. In the 50s. He, yeah. he well, the, so this is, in the, this is in the 60s because, or 70s. Buckley had. And also, you can watch a lot of old firing lines on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. um, and so there's one where he interviews George Wallace when he's running for, uh, for president again. And he just, I mean, it's just like, it's like he just baited a fucking trap for this dumb. And he sat, yeah. you know, he's like, why, how could you stand by the, like, the good people of Alabama? You know, like all this stuff. And George <laughs> Wallace just looks like a dumb Hick. southern idiot. Yeah. And, uh, and that's because... Uh, he didn't want um, Buckley didn't want that to be associated with the Republican Party because he knows that the only way to actually get away with that nefarious shit is not to look like that and right. not mm -hmm. sound like that and not agitate those types of right. people. And that was a big thing in the book um, that I read was uh, about how uh, there was a real struggle for what the Republican Party was going to be and it uh, was around the... Um, era that uh what's that guy's name in your guts you know he's nuts um not rockefeller um the guy from Air goldwater oh Barry yeah. uh, goldwater. goldwater ran mm -hmm. um it was there was this thing called the john birch society oh, uh, john yeah. which yeah, was perfect. like the loonies they're yeah. like the looney tune like the racist right. guys, yeah. and, but they had a huge following yeah. and they had a lot of money and influence and that was the most interesting and that was probably buckley's greatest victory beyond getting Reagan into the White House early on was, um, was wresting control from the John Birch Society and basically making them obsolete and a laughingstock. And he did that. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, it's like, okay, you're 
kind of in the right place right. a little bit. Like you right. at least don't want to be the mm-hmm. worst of the worst. And but right. I mean, I still disagree with their principles yeah. and their mm-hmm. policies and everything. But there, there is at least honor to it there. Yeah, and that, and that is, I think, is just totally gone now. And now yes. I'm watching old firing lines because um, they talk about how both these guys are like witty and yeah. like, got snaps. They got jokes. Yeah, they're funny. Like like how are, how is how does Buckley hold up on the firing lines? It's funny, he's, he's good. good. It's he's an got, inter- it's a really quick. entertaining show. I mean, uh-huh. I would say for political shows that and early politically incorrect and um, the McLaughlin Group are yeah. pretty good. Like pretty good like exchange of ideas. Um, and in an entertaining way where it's not totally boring. But yeah, I mean, Buckley... And also, the thing about Buckley, too, is that he had Norman Mailer on. He had Noam Chomsky on. Mm-hmm. He had Alan Ginsberg on. He had um, Jack, Jack Kerouac on when he was drunk. Like, yeah. it, it just, like, it was a fun show, and he opens up to, you know, questions mm-hmm. from the crowd. And he's, uh, he's simultaneously, like... His, his intros to, the, to his guests are, like, these long, meandering... Like um, uh, prologue, prologue slash uh-huh. epilogue slash like <laughs> obituary. He's like he's like throwing shade, but as like <laughs> in a complimentary yeah. way. It's it's very. I mean, that's the other thing too. Is just like God. What can you do with language and what yeah. can you do with words and yeah. the written word and the spoken word? Um, that really appeals to me, obviously. But um, it, it's a. I mean, it's the. Some of the episodes I would say are worth watching just because it's like I mean the George Wallace one is really really great because mm. Wallace is also doing that too he's just doing it as like Alabama way right, right. Uh, like slick like, you know um, huck, political huckster guy mm-hmm. um, so that's like an interesting thing too to and and then uh, like Noam Chomsky and him are great because they're just the way they talk is so different Noam mm-hmm. talks so so clearly and just like he's like that's factually incorrect uh mm-hmm. mr buckley what you're saying is factually incorrect well he's like oh no it's not you know whatever yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. uh and so it's just like interesting because like, now you can't even have really those types of conversations because the no. people aren't as prepared right. they don't know their stuff as much they're, and they're as just smart. operating they're not operating from facts or dialogue or discussion they're operating from here's the end point i want to reach here's what right. i'm going to say well, yeah. like, do you think it's partly to do with like this classical education these guys got? Like, they're probably like, like they're super. I think so. I mean, they're smart, but I mean, like, yeah. Vidal didn't go to college. That's right. You yeah. know, he so didn't do that. so I I don't know. I think it was more of a product of it being a different time and mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, what they kind of contributed to, ironically, with the fact that they were the first, they were the first thing like that. Yeah. During a convention or an election year. Um, their like hyper intellectualism, which worked great when it's just them on this one right. time on the show, um, gave way to creating the format that would completely destroy right. intellectualism in the country. But you, ha- you also had an audience that could sit and listen to it and understand what they're saying and enjoy it. You also only had three channels to choose yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the yeah. thing is, is that it's like that's the one thing that I also always go back to is that people say, like, oh, it used to be. Different back then, blah, blah. It's like, well, they had less choices. I don't know if you also could have watched Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. if people would have tuned in to see Buckley right. and Vidal mm-hmm. debate. I, I don't know. These were two visions of America clashing. Each thought that the other was quite dangerous. All this security makes me very nervous because it's necessary, apparently. If Buckley were not taken out, his ideas would take down the nation. The country is being split at the seams. It's almost as if they were matter and antimatter.
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Dealing with podcasts, like that is a place you can get into long form. There's some great arguments. political, sure, yeah, but great political podcasts. But it's probably just like you know, eight people listening. You know, well, and there, there are a lot of. I mean, a lot of them too. It's like it's a liberal podcast that has even more liberal people on it. Like, right, I mean, right. it's, you don't see a great debate political podcast. I'm a fan of. Um, I've been listening to a lot to Anna Marie Cox's show. Do you know with friends like these, which mm. is always the idea. It's like two people that it talks about like basically like having common conversations between, like, a right yeah. conservative and a but liberal But the person. conservatives knew long ago that wedge issues is what drives people to the voting booths, yeah. and that's what they're all about. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to have a real debate. They want these little wedge issues of, well, you know. they're also just straight up, I mean, at this point, too, um, just the voter suppression is just so out of control that mm-hmm. it's like, that's another thing where I'm like, I just don't know how we fix this because... Yeah. They're gerrymandering the districts. They're suppressing votes. They're knocking people off polls. They're making mm-hmm. it hard. They're literally making it hard to vote. And that's the thing where I'm like, that should be a wedge issue for the Democrats. Should be. It should be. A, it should be. It fucking. They did this with like uh, pledging allegiance to the American flag. Who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. Like in schools. But that became like a big issue. Right. right it affects yeah. nothing in the society. It does right. nothing for yeah. money or anything. But. What is more American than telling someone that they should be allowed to vote and telling someone mm-hmm. that they can't, making it harder? Mm-hmm. It's so un-American. But the problem is, is that that's wrapped up with like the illegal immigration thing and yeah. you know yeah. the othering of of the non-white mm-hmm. citizen in America. And so now it's kind of like, well, yeah, it's not American to yeah. tell someone they can't vote, but they're not really American. Are you guys follow? Do you guys follow Greg Palast at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he I was actually book. he yep. was in Georgia. He was like trying to ask, is it her name Handel? The oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. He was like following her around yeah, and, yeah. at a at a talk, being like like he was worried about voter suppression right. in Georgia in that district too. Yeah, and that people are just like yelling him like fake news, get out of here, fake news. I mean, yeah. I think a great thing would just be to just start saying. The only reason Republicans are winning is because of voter suppression. This is a big issue. They're taking over the government and they're doing it by lying and cheating mm-hmm. and um, changing the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that could be the type of thing where it's like that transcends party lines, to me at least. It still makes liberals sound like like a teacher. Their right, yeah, rules yeah. are changing. Yeah. Like, so that's like the thing There's we snitches. can never get out of yeah. like being right. like the left being kind of like, like mm, you're not being fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, Which well, is, the Republicans you know, they, do that too. Though. Yeah, they I both mean, like, do it, yeah. I mean, you know, in the 2000 recount, the Republicans were the ones that were like, meh, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're going to steal this. Um, but that creates liberals going to the right and being more hawkish so they can mm-hmm. appear to be more, right. you know, military, mm-hmm. you know. Which yeah. is ridiculous in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was the thing too. That I was like, I was like, when the Georgia sixth special election, I was like, y'all better not put any of your hope in Georgia. Like I don't care. I don't care what right. division yeah. of the state it is. It's like yeah. that's a dumb fucking Republican state. Yeah. It's Georgia. Like yeah. we're you know and 
I so, think it's because Hillary did well, right? Is that why that they? Thought I think they she had did pretty. Yeah. I think she beat Trump, maybe yeah. in that yeah. county. I don't know. And so they're just like, yeah, they're hoping and they're praying. Hoping. And like, I didn't even do that much research on that guy. I'm like, yeah, it's sure, like whatever. I yeah. knew young right. left guy. That sounds good. Or like, I've been, you know, TV, you know, the in El Paso, there's uh, right. Beto O'Rourke, yeah, who's going. I think he's trying to go up against Ted Cruz. Yeah. So like, it's like. I just want to see Ted Cruz well, go. I don't know what guy else. Guy going up against Paul Ryan. Yeah. Also, he like was in some emo bands or something. Uh-huh. So that's like, I'm like, yeah, I'll vote for that guy. <laughs> yeah, Even though I can't. I don't live there. I can't vote for that guy. I don't know really what the solution is because I just think in a lot of those areas they're just going to lose. But I do think you run and you try to run a good campaign. Mm-hmm. And you try to run a good candidate just because it keeps people excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that they did that. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's a good thing because we only lost by this many points. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I also, I was just like, I, I kind of thought that, that, that he was going to lose. Mm-hmm. Trump. Um, Ossoff? Ossoff. Oh, yeah. Ossoff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, so I it, obviously it, don't know, but. It doesn't sound like you're like, I'm going to do indivisible and like, kind of like try to help like do more Democrat, get more involved in the democratic situation. Uh, I mean, I, I want to do whatever I can mm-hmm. in terms of like donating time and money. Um, but I just think that um, I kind of think it's a fool's errand right now. I just don't think that there's going to be a lot of winning on our side for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that it's going to take something really, really big mm-hmm. to um, reset this. And I think it's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen or anything, but I do feel like something's, something's, something's going to happen like Watergate or something. Yeah that I think will kind of shuffle the deck again and it, make it, um, you know. But, but, uh, but again, I don't know. I, I just, we're, yeah. we're so far down this, the, the role of, like, anti-intellectualism yeah. mm-hmm. and deep, deep money pockets The, the Democrats donors. are going to need to find a really strong message and some really great candidates as well. Because even after Watergate, all we got was Carter, and then it was back to Republicans again for quite a while. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, until Clinton ran basically as a Republican, right? You know, Republican light, and that's what Democrats seem to have to do on the national platform. Interesting too, thinking about how the fact I didn't know that both Buckley and Vidal had actually run for office Mm -hmm. before, so that gives them this added layer to their thing. In a way, they're also like. And it, maybe in both cases they didn't really expect to win. It sounds like Vidal thought he could. I think Vidal win thought that he could have won because his family and the Kennedy connections and right. whatnot. Um, I think Buckley had no. I think Buckley knew that he would lose without but, a doubt. He was yeah. he was running as a yeah. He was running for his magazine. He was right. running. He was running as yeah. a stunt to. Uh, Which is kind of what I thought Trump was doing at first. We all did. <laughs> yeah, but I think he got a little help though yeah. uh, from God. our friends across the yeah. pond. But yeah. it's what I thought was interesting was like there was what eight of these. Debates? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think four and four. Mm-hmm. I think because they did it at the at both conventions, right? right. Yeah, it's in Florida and Miami and mm-hmm. Chicago, and how short they seem to be. Like, were they like? It seemed like they were like ten minutes well, long. Well, I mean, uh, maybe they didn't just. They probably probably cherry picked the best parts yeah. for the for the. Doc. That could be. I don't know. I didn't even know that the. Yeah, I I have heard a lot about, uh, like they showed a clip from Haskell Wexler's movie, uh, at the DNC, um. What was the name of his movie? Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, he's did, like a yeah. cinematographer yeah. guy, but he kind of used footage from uh, Chicago right. and then like kind of made a story out yeah. of it. Um, that's like, yeah, the 68 just in general, all across all like po- political and cultural yeah. stuff. That's like such like a... It was a flashpoint for sure. Serious yeah. heavy time. Yeah. And when you say this thing of like things have always been crazy, I kind of have to... Look, yeah, like watching this was like, oh yeah, even shit... 
Vidal's saying is still applicable. Uh, but, and I like, is this the craziest? Was that the craziest? What's been like, is there a crazier, crazy? It's a circle of crazy. I mean, American politics from the get go, from the jump, has been fucking nuts. I mean, yeah. I mean, and Tr- Trump winning is pretty. That's fucking nuts. nuts. That's like I mean, that's no like, one would have. That's, it's so no. American. It's so um, it is, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's so like oh, we are that dumb. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, cool. My roommate, who's African American, popped his head in. I was watching election results. I'm like, it's gonna be Hillary. He's like, are you fucking nuts? Like this country's racist. Yeah, like, Trump's gonna win. I'm like, you're nuts. Mm-hmm. She's up eighty five percent, and then like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, well, oh shit, he's right. That was a hard night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, and that's the thing too is that it's one of those things where it's like. Oh, you don't think it's going to happen? And then it's like, oh, I guess it makes sense because, you know... <laughs> he's a salesman. He's yeah. a salesman, yeah. yeah. And, well, and also I do think... Um, and Hillary ran a horrible campaign. And, mm-hmm. and even, more, even more important than that, she's just straight up... She is just... A lot of people just do she's not like run. her and yeah. they'll never like her. Yes. And that's just... It's not fair and it's obviously not right. But I think that's kind of... The way that my parents talk about Hillary Clinton is so divorced from reality right. and anything mm-hmm. that it's just like I just don't I just don't like that yeah. lady. Like the way that she <laughs> right. looks, she looks so mm-hmm. smug. I'm she's like She's a bitch. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like I don't know. I mean, and that's the thing that's so crazy to me too is that like what is going what is going on with you when you think that the smart person what makes you think? I mean, are you just dumb and like insecure? So, like, if you see a smart person, you're like, "Well, I don't like that person." Yeah. Me, if I'm an idiot, I look at someone smart and I go, "Like, God, I would look to emulate that yeah. and be better." <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just so crazy to me that you know millions and millions of people in the country don't do that. Yeah. Well, I, they feel like at some point they were told that they were less than Maybe. because they I didn't go to college or they work a menial job or something. I don't know where all this. I think it was uh, some Republican of these people branding. Went to college too, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I know. I get it. Do you do comedy? In like conservative areas, do you do every once in a while? I do casinos, and those are always pretty red, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, do you change your set? Not really, um, which doesn't always go well. But you know, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, you, yeah, you, you guys say all this shit here in L.A. and California," and then, and I'm like, "Well, I've gone on the road and said my like, I hope Donald Trump dies shit," and it's like it doesn't necessarily. It's not great. It's not fun. Yeah, but. Usually at all those shows, I'm actually doing a show in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I always look up if it's outside of California. And even in California, I always look up like, who they vote for? What's going right. on? What's the vibe? And usually, also though, usually comedy clubs get the cool people in the scene. They're the people that want to have fun and whatever. Um, but usually in every place that I've gone, even when I perform in Florida um, and whatever, at the end of the show, no matter how the show went, Someone will come up and be like, thank God you're <laughs> saying this stuff. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was that, I was, the, I mean, I was apolitical in when I was growing up in that part of the country, but I was looking around and I was like, you people are fucking dumb and pretty right. mean. Yeah. Like, then th- there's no reason to be this way. And I, I think that that kind of bringing in that mentality of like, the, the people that everyone around you voted for is a fucking moron. I think some people are like, oh, thank God someone... Like, they... Because yeah. mm-hmm. they're scared to say it. Yeah. So I kind of have always... Like, and, you know, I will say this now, too. The nice part is we're the underdogs now. So... And that's not a bad role to be in, in America. Like, it's because the Republicans always overplay their hand. And... That is true. Usually bring... Are brought down by some form of corruption. If you look at... Uh, I guess Iron Contra didn't really bring them down, but... 
and you know WMDs didn't really bring down Bush or anything, but they suffered. Yeah, they all suffered at some point. Well, their inability to really govern doesn't help. It's, you know, again, they don't really it's govern. It's a logical inconsistency. Why, if you think that the government should be small, why the yeah. fuck are you running right. for you're office? Just, you're just making it bigger. Check out. Mm-hmm. Move to the farm, right? Like, don't get involved. Like, yeah, that's right. the thing to me that makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, okay, no, you want power, you just want your own type right. of power. Mm-hmm. That's that libertarian streak where they're just like, I don't want the government around me. I don't want to be part of it. Like, yeah. I don't want it. Let's, yeah. Those are the kind of God the, bless those people. Yeah, those are the kind of people I grew up around. Like, kind of socially liberal, fiscally conservative, and they just don't want government around them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's like Michigan style. Yeah, the middle streak of Michigan there is because I've worked in politics a lot when yeah. I was in college and growing up and I worked for unfor- I had to work for a lot of Republicans but I also worked for Carl Levin who is yeah. like the kindly shoe cobbler of the Democratic sure. Party you know like that guy was He's still around right or is he uh, He's retired. He's retired. Yeah, though, his, yeah, and his brother was part. He was um it? yeah, he always him and uh, I think Marky's a senator now. But yeah, there's all these like old gray hairs like Mondale types yeah. that are still around. Yeah. These Mondale Democrats. Yeah, the Mond- yeah. But like those guys always loved uh Gerald Ford. Like that was their like he was like very he was pretty socially liberal mm-hmm. Ford and just basically a classic fiscal conservative, you know, mm-hmm. like that was what he was all about. But then you have this libertarian streak of the farmers in the middle of the state that are just like I don't mm-hmm. even want the postman to come to my <laughs> yeah. fucking door. Like yeah. I don't care. Deregulate the mail, yeah. Yeah, get that shit away from me. Uh, yeah. What I thought was interesting, though, is but what we haven't yet talked about, though, is like, I mean, even these giant intellectuals couldn't really get to a point of a consensus. You no. Know? And, and like you were talking, I think before we started recording, it got to a, basically a fight. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they because, the, you know, and the documentary puts this very well, is that, um, you know, yes, they're <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, they're debating the conventions and what they're seeing before their eyes. But they also are, you know, they're using the bully pulpit to be like, hey, if you're watching this, come over to my side. This guy's a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Vidal especially was like, he's like, oh, this is like a hit job. Like, he's like going for him. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that, you know... They're also two like smart boys that want to show off. Right. So, exactly. Like, for sure. They and they and they need each other to do that. Yeah. And it, but it. Uh, I mean, the way that it devolved, it literally devolves in a name calling. He calls him what a queer. Queer. A queer. Yeah. Uh, and said he's going to punch him. And then because Vidal called him a a, a Nazi. Crypto Nazi. Crypto Nazi. Crypto Nazi. What a great. Yeah. What a great line. That. Yeah. I mean, I think they were saying it is like a sports movie in that sense, or just yeah. like that Couple thing boxers. of like. Like uh, Buckley's just overextending, and yeah. then like he's gonna get couple tired at some point. Verbal and pugilists. Then, and, and that's like, the thing, yeah. though, is that it's like even on the shows I like now, we're like, I know that he's problematic, but I'll still watch Bill Maher. I'll watch mm-hmm. Real Time because there's at least some semblance of a discussion, and the interviews are usually pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, even even there, it's just not. It's it's not as good as this. It's not as good as Buckley and Vidal. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they talk and the way that they're weaving in their commentary with with facts, with cited facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just will. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. I I truly don't know who would even come close 
to mm-hmm. these um, right. to these pe- to these this level of yeah. intellect now. Do you like those? Like I guess people like you know when John Stewart would interview someone who is you. It seems like you're both like not into I, it. I know? I don't think that that's really because Stewart would also. I don't know. It, it's more. It's more it's entertaining. It's still than, entertainment. Yeah. yeah, and this this is this was like the entertainment came secondary mm-hmm. to to facts and and commentary mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happened that they were clever, funny people. Mm-hmm. But you know, they weren't trying to put on a comedy show. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, and I think that when you are trying to put on a comedy show, you're you know, I I think Colbert's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But again, these guys also those aren't. I don't know. I just don't think that they have the, like, uh, mm-hmm. venom or something. Different purposes, I yeah. guess. But it seems like like there's, like, Moshe's show. There's, like, Jim Jeffrey's show. There's, like... A and, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, it's, like, there's a million... There's so of, many of these, like, There's a million shows. of these issues yeah. shows where trying to get different viewpoints on. But none of them actually, I think, do it. They're funny shows. Mm-hmm. And there's good bits on them and their jokes and stuff. Yeah. But I think... I actually think that this... The... the, the what am I trying to say? The premise... Or the 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 uh, pres- presumption that it's a comedy show, mm-hmm. I think colors it in a way that can't make it actually effective mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. with dialogue. I think that the insistence on I, that's why I think that there is a place. I mean, there probably isn't. Their advertisers don't want it, and people wouldn't right. watch mm-hmm. it. But it would be great if there could be a truly discussion-based show where maybe one of the people is has a comedy background or whatever, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, you want the actual people that are like driving these movements mm-hmm. to be discussing, but now those people don't want—they don't want to talk. And I don't even know exactly. who those people are on the Democratic exactly side. Right. Like mm-hmm. the Democratic side is in such a disarray yeah. that they can't get on the same page. And actually, what's happening, what needs to be happening between Republicans and Democrats, is happening just within the Democratic Party. So uh-huh. we're kind of like spinning our wheels on this side of like, why should the like the the Democratic diehards are like, well, why should we include you in our party when you guys are t- shit talking us? And like, yeah, but you need us, and we're mm-hmm. the youth, and we're the future. Mm-hmm. And there's like this struggle. But meanwhile, while we're doing that, the Republicans are just right. passing laws and you right. know suppressing the vote. Mm-hmm. And there's no you, yeah, extending you think the, the desire, war, more troops, yeah. giving they're giving the Pentagon like so much more leeway than they've ever had before. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. like you know. So it's like the demand. There's no commercial reason for it to happen. Yeah, it's right. Like there's exactly. No, and and, and there was the way our society this, set and up. There wasn't yeah. this. There was a yeah. commercial reason because just, they, we got to try anything. We got to try anything. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any money. We yeah. can do this. So it's like a necessity thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that, and we're 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 beholden to yeah. our media, which yeah. is at this point incredibly. Um, Ran by corporations. Right. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, like there's no like when you had three channels, then there was kind of the idea that you had to. They were kind of like a commons or mm-hmm. something. There was like some, and I guess PBS kind of was that, but like now PBS has like been politicized too. I yeah. mean, they're like they're trying to Sesame defund Street. it. Yeah, they're trying Sesame to defund this. Big shit. bird, big bird's a fucking <laughs> hot button. He's a communist. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I don't remember. Maybe it was Moshe Kasher that said uh, that maybe things won't change until you can vote through your Xbox. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember that yeah. being one of his first-person shooter voting game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, um, Republicans would suppress the vote, so you can only vote through your uh, Sega Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a Wii. Yeah. So yeah, so there's like a. A media problem that is happening now, which we can try to like look at lessons from this and apply it to that, but it, it really just seems like this is just like here's a prototype for 
just men yelling at each other. Yeah. That's basically what we yeah. end up with. Yes, exactly. And, and like, you can't... Which I guess is podcasting also. So, <laughs> in a way, are we part of this, you know? <laughs> the media just sucks, too. I mean, that's a whole other discussion. But, like, the, the media is so complicit in all this. Yeah, you know? There, there, you know, the other thing, too, now is that there's a lot of people... You know, there's like Milo, um, yeah. and then there's um, Richard Spencer, Richard Spencer, and, shit like that. and then there's Bannon, uh, was a media guy. Yeah. You know, Alex Jones, like all these different voices are now all vi- they're all trying to do um, what Buckley already did, which is be the person that's sort of like mm-hmm. running the show and keeping right. everything in line. But you know, it, and I will, and you know, the Republican Party is less unified than 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 we think they are. Yeah. Um, they have their own issues too, which is so, it's just so crazy that they can't even get like on top of anything. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, the, that, that's one thing about, uh, best of enemies that it showed with these debates was Vidal and Buckley had just as much to gain as ABC did. Buckley gets a huge national, yeah. um, visual like representation for his movement, his ideas, um, and then Vidal gets to do the same thing and gets yeah. to try to shut him down and everything. I mean, like, I think in the Vidal documentary and the uh, United States of Amnesia, it's kind of like he's, like, uh, talking to someone about that. And he's like, yeah, I, I guess I made Buckley famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. But he's like, oh, and I, I was already famous, so it didn't matter yeah. to me. <laughs> he was already on TV. <laughs> like his little, sp- this, like, Italian villa yeah, yeah. that he has. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he said, what, what did he say? It's like, I like to come out here and watch the decline of Western civilization. <laughs> I mean, that's the other reason why I gravitate. There are things I like about Buckley um, as a person, but Vidal, to me, is just the way that he... The way that he doesn't take anything without a grain of salt, and he, like, he... he if you read his historical novels like Burr or whatever, he's, like, tr- he's throwing shade at George Washington. It's just, like, yeah. so great to me. It's, like, these guys, like... And even in the books, it's like the old, like, you know, they own slaves, like shit mm-hmm. like that. He's like Thomas Jefferson is fucking Sally mm-hmm. in the alley, you know, mm-hmm. like it, like stuff like that to me is just like the whole like pomposity of uh, the arrogance of the American ideal and mm-hmm. the dream and our founding fathers and all that bullshit. It's just like they didn't want to pay taxes. Right. <laughs> they like fuck off. I don't know. It's just so crazy to me. But um, but yeah, that really shines through and. I think that's another thing, too, is that it's like, how can, you know, that's kind of always a Democratic-Republican thing. The Republicans are like, America's number one. They're so great. And it's like, are you looking around? Like, yeah. do you have fucking eyes? Like, what are you talking about? I know. Have you ever been to the city? Yeah. <laughs> you know? They want to own, like, the image of America. And it's like, just like get over your fucking selves. Yeah. There's things to fucking fix that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. I, I spent way too much time with, like, young Republicans, and they're the worst, because they, like, they all want to hold Recently or back in the day? Uh, fairly. I mean, I worked on that Republican campaign in 2010. Mm-hmm. I went back to Michigan to work for a Republican that was gay, uh-huh. and he was like, please, like, he's like, send me some liberals from California to help me win this fight, uh-huh. you know, because yeah. he was taking on Pete Hoekstra's old seat. I don't know if you know Pete Hoekstra. Mm. He's like the devil incarnate, like yeah. Repu- super conservative Republican from uh, the west side of Michigan who ended up running for governor. So he gave up his seat, but it was just horrible. And yeah. I had to go to these Lincoln um, dinners, yeah. like those kind of things are just horrible places yeah. full of horrible Republicans. Yeah. I've never done any. I, I did. A co- I was in college 
<laughs> I was in college politics. Yeah. For I don't rem- I, for not really a good reason, just to kind of like try to get attention. Don't to you have to like, at Berkeley? Well, I don't I mean, know. I mean, it's like a uh, prerequisite, uh, isn't it? Fun fact: Me and Guy Branham were in the same like student government oh, with a chunk from the Goonies. That's very funny. weird class. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. But yeah, we were, I was like working in a, with a group of people that are like, you know, like people of color, like radical people that were like working against like the immigration stuff, like the Prop 187 and things like right. that. So that was kind of like how I ended up there. But then I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to go to meetings and know about like Robert's rule of order. I'm not going to be a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know. Like everyone else, there was people that were like just ended up being in government and right. stuff. And sure. I'm like, I'm like, I, this was kind of like not a joke, but like I didn't really want to do this. That's what but, it leads to. Yeah. A boring so, life. And then they're talking about now like like trying to get people to run and stuff. It's like I'm like, I don't think I would ever want to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to run. And like Oh, that's the god awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful trying to get people you to have vote to be a I have a certain we have egos because we do the thing that yeah. we do, but then like it's just a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's easier to make someone laugh though. <laughs> you don't have to like someone to laugh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I can't even imagine what it must be like. I I would I I like the behind the scenes stuff. Like mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. But even that is just like because of such a level of scrutiny and mm-hmm. ego mm-hmm. in that situation. And yeah, strategy yeah. is fun, but like the, to be the actual candidate would be it's horrible. I mean, yeah. like, do you guys have thoughts on like who the Democrat should run in twenty twenty? Because there's just like. I have impressions of people, but then that's kind of like all like America needs to know is like an impression like 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 oh yeah I have a good feeling about Kamala Harris and like that's I like, was gonna say Harris yeah. is probably a good choice. I mean I would be surprised if Sanders or Warren one of them doesn't run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know though beyond that. There's like some there's that um, uh, what's her name like Castro um, Martinez maybe in uh, in Nevada I think mm-hmm. who. It's got some interesting positions, but I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting. I think it's probably gonna be someone we don't really see yeah. coming. Right. I mean, I didn't see Obama coming out of anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And I think that they'll probably have to do what Obama did, which is basically like win Iowa or New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and um, and build up a thing because there's gonna be some there's gonna be some big name Democrat that runs. That shouldn't. Yeah, um, always. And so we'll see who that is. I would love to see Jerry Brown run for yeah. president one more time. I would love to Governor see Moonbeam. I would love to one see President Moonbeam that's take funny. on Trump. Yeah, but I think it's that's the thing, and that's also the thing that I think we should be thinking of more is who is right to like verbally spar and who is the right person to put up against Trump. I feel because like Clinton was, Hillary Clinton was not. No. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, it seems like I watched those debates. Been, but I, it was hard to, it's just like they were playing different games. Yeah. yeah. That was not a debate. None yeah. of that was a debate. No. I just feel like it's going to come out of celebrityism and Hollywood, like a George Clooney Mark type. Mark Cuban. Or a Ben <laughs> Affleck or the Mark Rock. Cuban or The Rock. Like that's, I, I feel like is our future. I think that you're right. I think that it is going we to are be. idiocracy style. Yeah. Schwarzenegger, you know, I mean, it, I mean, Ronald Reagan pretty much started it. However, like with Schwarzenegger and now with Trump on the national level, it's like it's just going to open up all kinds of doors I for think, some Hollywood yeah. folk. I guess it's a good reminder that we we survived Reagan, but a lot of people, you know, didn't. So, it's all I the mean, same. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much all the same. Trump is from to me is like really uh, not. 
I don't I want to say evil, but like it, there's some dire consequences with the, some, the way he thinks and the people that he has. Oh, the his... fact that a reality star um, real estate celebrity is the president is really bad yes, for the country. Right yes. Really, really, really bad. <laughs> yes. The fact that no one was like, oh, we shouldn't have, we just shouldn't vote for this guy because of what he's done. That's really bad. But, yeah. you know, they did it with Reagan. And yeah. They did it in California with Reagan yeah. when he ran for governor. Mm-hmm. So. The it, it, you know the things that work in that field do work in politics mm-hmm. because it puts Absolutely. you one step ahead of the other guy. You mm-hmm. know the famous like Nixon Kennedy debate where Kennedy had makeup on yeah. and Nixon didn't. You know yeah. Nixon sweating like a dog or whatever. Um, you know it makes sense, but uh, it's just um, you know it's it's bad. Yeah. I would also say, like, when there's something like, okay, like, I know, I didn't watch the video. I know, like, Kamal Bell had, like, Richard Spencer on his show. Right, I didn't watch that either. I didn't watch it either because it's like, it, you know what, from what I saw the clips of, I'm like, this isn't a debate. There is no substantive debate between Kamau and him. I think Kamau's attitude was like, I'm going to let his words kind of hang himself. Sure. But he also, you also just put him on a huge platform. Mm. Yeah, CNN. that's kind of how I feel, too. I'm like, we need to not indulge these people it's like seems mm-hmm. so simple yeah it does um yeah find find the person that can intelligently speak their mind mm-hmm. talk to them but you know yeah i mean spencer seems like as much of a he's not he's nowhere near like an intellectual you know, no i wouldn't think so at all and like just putting it's all passion it's all just emotion yeah. and and um and this fear of the globalization and yeah uh, the the appeal to nationalism, none of that takes any intelligence. But that goes back to media in a way because it's like, okay, putting that rhetoric on a platform that people know, like CNN, like put it on CISO, you know? Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> put it on CISO. You know, I don't know. What, I don't to know be around where for the next three stuff. months. Yeah, yeah. This debate will be up for three months. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's hard to know. Like, you're saying the media is a problem. Of course. But we're also in this. The, the democratization of media. It's like everyone has their, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess I, I, I just, like, got winded just thinking about, like, <laughs> yeah, it's all a big, the possibilities. It is of, big. Like, I mean, when you have, you have to have advertisers that subscribe. Advertisers well, are friends with these fucking politicians. I, mean, I keep talking about, like, these guys. I know there's, like, those crooked media guys, and they're smartly, like, they've got a brand, right? Yeah. Their brand is a resistance or whatever, right? Yeah. Even, like, there's, like, problems with some of the stuff they do. But, um, um, you know, they're smart dudes that are just kind of, like, we're turning this into, resistance is our brand now. Right, so right, right. So it was, like, right. that stuff. And, but, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to. Uh, well, we're not going to solve it. <laughs> If we did, then we'd just, be like, awesome. let's just start that media company. <laughs> right? Even the idea of starting a media company now means something completely different than yeah, it did in yeah. 1968, you know? Oh, of course. Remember when, like, Fox came on the scene yeah. at all? Actually, the, that was even its own thing. Like, that was the fourth network for a long yeah. time, you know? Yeah. I and remember when CNN was And that's an ideological starting. network, in a, yeah. you know, even though they were, like, running married with children. Right, yeah. And, like, 21 Jump Street. I guess that was, like, cops can be young and cool and look like teenagers. They can look like Johnny Depp. <laughs> Love cops, you know? Dude. Um, I don't know. So, I th- let's. I think. I think <laughs> we fixed it. I think we fixed it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I'm glad that you brought this doc to it's us. It's a great thing. Yeah. It is a great doc. I, think it's I great wouldn't have watch. watched it. I don't think yeah, I would have watched because it. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's truly entertaining because it is. of their back and forth and mm-hmm. their their backstories and you know it is it, it it is interesting just to see how they're they're having the same. Same conversations that we are today, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and 
the conversation just sounded better back then. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, like and like Gordon, I was like, I'm the five percent. Yes. <laughs> but uh, don't listen to me. Yeah. 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 Well, Alan, thank you. Thanks for thank having you. me. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes of SupDoc, show notes, updates, and more at SupDocPodcast.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SupDocPodcast. If you have comments, corrections, or want to suggest a documentary, email us at SupDocPodcast at gmail.com. The show is listener-supported. You can donate to the show at Patreon.com slash SupDocPodcast. If you can't donate financially, please subscribe, comment, or tell a friend about SupDoc. We'd like to thank Documentary News for their ongoing support. SupDoc is produced by Will Scoville. Our theme music is by David Siegel. 